joining us now to talk about all of this as someone who knows intelligence very well, former intel officer, also great Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer. He's head of the London Center for Policy Research, also was a national security advisor, part of the team for President Trump. Uh, Tony, great to have you here. And I can't believe it's been a year. What are your thoughts, especially given the fact that the Taliban has really taken over that country? Some of the images and reports I saw today, Tony, it's like it's gone like backwards, like like it's really heartbreaking to see. It is. And thanks for having me, Rita. And uh, uh, to Jack Keane's point, uh, you know, I've spoken to Jack about this and he and I disagree on certain points. With that said, uh, one of them I disagree with is this was an error. This was not an error. President Biden made the choice to put us down this path. And think about this. Not a single person who was involved in exercising, executing, planning anything was fired. So if 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 you don't fire people, you endorse their actions and thereby uh, underwrite what happened. So this was not accidental. I think this was meant to have the effect it did. And Biden left on the ground the fourth largest ground force in the world. Think about that. Just all the equipment, and to your point, it could be used for any number of purposes that would be useful to our security interests, not the Pakistan's or the now Taliban government in charge of all of it. And to your point regarding the social engineering, while I didn't agree with it, I still don't think we should have stayed there trying to build, (laughs) turn uh, Kabul into uh, Minot, North Dakota. Once the investment's made, the investment's made. And all the investments in schools and trying to create paths for women to be educated, it's all gone. And either, no matter if you agreed or disagreed with the policy of doing it, the fact it was done was an investment, and that investment's been squandered. And uh, Rita, to that, to one of the more horrendous things I've heard is when women were protesting just a few days ago on the streets of Kabul, uh, they were shot at. They were physically uh, shot by the Taliban. So uh, all the all the worst case things you can think of has happened. And uh, the the issue of terror safe haven was what we went in there to fix uh, 20 years ago. Uh, you, you, you and I have spoken before about my book Operation Dark Heart. What we couldn't talk about at the time when it was published 10 years ago was the fact that Zawahiri was the target. And the Obama White House didn't want us talking about the fact that we had, as early as 2003, a clear shot to take him out. And we could have and should have back then. Uh, otherwise, we stuck. We were stuck there for 20 years. Now, finally, uh, taking out the last terrorist that was on the list of, of uh, individuals who were authorized for us to kill or capture as part of the original 2001 authorized use of military force. But uh, right now it's a it's a mess. Uh, ISIS and al-Qaeda are, are both battling for dominance within the region to be able to uh, establish themselves as the premier uh, terrorist organization in the world, Islamic terrorist organization. And uh, that's the path we're on right now. And, and, and there's really no solution. There's no intention to change it. And it's all because this was Joe Biden's policy decision. How much do you think the world has been watching this too, Tony? Because I think about so many things going on in the world and everybody we're talking to Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer, head of the Great London Center for Policy Research. You know, Tony, I look at like Vladimir Putin. I look at President Xi yeah. in China with everything going on. They're watching it and they're going, Oh God, he just kind of haphazardly did this. Um, it emboldens the bad guys. It emboldens Iran, who uh, I don't understand, but Biden's still trying to negotiate with. 
No, look, we, we've seen Iran threaten uh, both Mike Pompeo and, and, and uh, John Bolton and President Trump uh, openly. Uh, we've seen an Islamic attack on uh, Salman Rushdie uh, just a few days ago by an a, a Iranian. Uh, I would argue these things are happening because Iran feels emboldened. Uh, China, I think, is, is preparing for uh, a full-blown effort, a campaign to take Taiwan, take control of Taiwan by next year. I don't think it's going to happen this year, but I think it's going to happen next year into 2024 uh, because they're going to want to do it while Biden is still president because they're counting. The Chinese PRC are counting on the fact that while we have military capacity, we will probably not use it uh, to stop uh, their taking Taiwan because Joe Biden is simply too weak, too incompetent, and uh, frankly, probably bought off via Hunter to basically do nothing should the Chinese choose to do something. You know what I think about, too, um, in regards to Afghanistan, Tony Schaefer, is that I was hearing a report, and you would know this so well, Tony, because you're, you're so piped in and, and have such great uh, contacts there on the ground, that there are obviously still a lot of U.S. allies that are still there. They're still waiting for special right. immigrant visas. Here it is a year later. Right. And all I think about is we've got a wide open southern border like they're like it's like a big old neon sign in the southern border. But these people who are literally at talk about people that deserve to be in this country who like, you know, put their lives on their line and their families lives on the line. And if they're found out by the Taliban, they're executed. There's no gray. I mean, especially right now, there's no repercussions. They can just kind of do what they want because it was left so haphazardly. I, it's astounding to right. me. Is that correct, that there are still so many that are trying to get to this country? Why are we not giving them access? What, should we just tell them to go to the southern border and walk across like everybody else? Well, pretty much it's probably their best bet, unfortunately. But, yes, uh, I get two reports every day from, from my intelligence and medical staff. One is on what's going on in Afghanistan. And, yes, there are people still waiting who are either uh, uh, Afghan nationals or third country nationals who were supporting our efforts still stuck in Afghanistan trying to get out before. And obviously Taliban will either kill or put them in prison if they're captured. So this has to be done very carefully. It's still ongoing a year later, and it's going to go on for a while. And there's and Washington, the State Department, has refused to do anything to help, even though the Biden administration is the most directly responsible for their being stuck there. And again, uh, you know, this is another reason you don't see him taking a lot of uh, victory laps about uh, the Zawahiri murder, uh, assassination. Uh, Rita, they don't want to draw any attention to the fact that they abandoned people in Afghanistan. And again, you have to look deeper into this, why they did this. Why Why did they do this? And, and the, the answer is, I think Biden, again, has deferred uh, the, the area there to the Chinese. The Chinese have great interests there regarding lithium, uh, copper, all these other things. So I think in many ways he may have deferred and given up on Afghanistan. So our some of these bad guy nations we've been talking about will have dominance there. So we've always wow. got to look a layer deeper. And I think Biden is completely compromised. And that's why they don't want people that, that they don't want us there because these other countries don't want us there because they're going to do business and take the resources. What about the fact that this $83 billion worth of equipment, as you so aptly described, is the fourth largest ground force in the world? Um, why? What, what do you think was the reason it's left behind? I can never figure that out, Tony. And all I could think about in my mind is, first of all, why in God's earth would you ever leave that kind of equipment in the hands of, you know, evildoers like this? 
Was there a payoff? Was that the payoff that we're going to give you X amount of equipment? Because why the heck else? Why didn't you load it up on at least some of it on a C-130, a couple C-130s, you know? Yeah, this is payment to Pakistan. So, you know, the the Taliban did not have sufficient – uh, uh, tr- sufficiently trained individuals to be able to use that gear. So it's being sold. So uh, we knew this for when they were deploying it all. So we, uh, uh, Walter, Representative Walter Jones, the late Walter Jones, and uh, Jim McGovern, uh, Representative McGovern, asked me to put together uh, 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 an assessment of Afghanistan back about 2012. And so we recruited Tony Zinni, General Tony Zinni, to yep. go over and do an assessment. And his assessment, uh, while not classified, it's never been released, basically said if you gave the word today, it would take 10 years to get all of our gear out, 10 years. And so instead of actually taking it seriously, Rita, and understanding that, hey, you send stuff in there, it's going to take time to get it out, Biden just decided, nah, I, I just don't care anymore. I'm dumping it all. And, and we're talking about literally 21st century weapon systems, uh, uh, some of the which are not quite our best, but near, nearly our best, and our adversaries will learn a lot about. And they'll be used on battlefields all over the world, probably against us. <sighs> and this was all, again, a policy decision made by Joe Biden. Others recommended against it. I know a number of senior officers who fought against it, and they lost. And uh, uh, many of them, some of them retired. Some of them just walked away because, obviously, their voices were no longer welcome in an administration that has no ability to understand objective reality and the damage that bad political decisions make on the battlefield. Right. And we know also, by the way, Tony, as you know, um, when they testified, some of the generals uh, that did stay on, even Milley and some of the others, uh, conceded that they told Biden to keep Bagram. Remember, don't don't abandon Bagram. Don't do this. Right. And yet he decided, right. let's go anyway. You know, I mean, it, it's it's astounding and it's heartbreaking to see where the country is now um, and a big national security threat for us and for the rest of the world. Uh, Tony, great right. to always get your perspective. Um, the great uh, Tony Schaefer, Lieutenant Colonel, head of the London Center for Policy Research. Thank you, Tony, so much. Yeah. Thank you, Rita. Thank you, Tony. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to prioritygold.com.